1: I was over at, uh, Morgan and, uh, Joey's last night and Deb, I was reminded by, remember when you were talking, didn't you post something about the Roomba? How oh, it listens to you. Yeah. I haven't talked about it. No, but I,
2: man, I don't know. I don't doubt it. You know,
0: I did. I did post a, a thing where
2: it just was- gets mad, gets mad at you and sucks up all your like jewelry.
1: it's like that's where all the extra socks are going oh yeah
2: (laughs) you don't you don't notice it but every time you're moving laundry from the dryer to the hamper to your couch or whatever (laughs) little fuckers just sitting around the corner like yeah you drop one it's gone (laughs) you drop one it's gone
1: it's just clogged with socks um yeah well what was what was that
0: it was saying that it was taking um, photos instead of just scanning the room. You know how it's supposed to scan the room so it doesn't yeah. run into a bunch of shit. I mean, I guess that's that how it, was it might taking scan. Yeah, uh-huh. but that it was taking photos and like people can access them. Oh, oh, uh, uh. because well, you yeah. have to give permissions through the app and and somehow in those terms and conditions, like. Dude, there's, in every, in
2: every terms and condition, in every terms and condition.
0: Yeah. You know, something.
1: it's funny. Cause I was talking to Joey and Morgan about it last night. Cause they have one, like someone gave them one. And I was like, you know, I think Devin posted something about, I think it, I don't know if it listens to you or if it takes video of you or pictures of you. And Morgan was like, that's it. We're getting rid of it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're getting rid of it. <laughs> And, um, but then we were talking about it and Joey goes, well, I mean, your phone could take pictures of you and you know what I mean? And listen, and it listens to you. I mean, just look at like your Instagram ads. Yeah. Like how it suggests things. And then I I was like, well, I mean, there's a. Cause I was telling them how, how weird I am about putting tape. over I was the... just going to say, I was just going to say, you know, see, take your tape off. They can <laughs> honestly, they could probably see through it. They're like, Oh, this, wrist, can't see <laughs> this bitch. Well, I even thought about that because I put, I was going to put like regular scotch tape, but I always put duct tape over it. Yeah. So like I take it off for like this and then I put it back on. So I was telling them that and they were like, looking at me like I was crazy, but I was like, Oh, okay. But you're worried about your Roomba. <laughs> and I was like, there's, there's cameras on TVs. No, the thing is, they can, is uh... they can access anything they want. I did get rid of Alexa though. I threw that bitch in the trash. Good. Cause she's a bitch. She is. Well, you know what? This is the thing. And I was talking to Morgan about it last night. She all of a sudden always would say out of the blue, I'm sorry. I didn't get that. <laughs> and you're like I would be like talking to you really se- oh yeah she would just talk for no reason as if I had said something yeah she would do it but when it was like I was, like, when I was talking to somebody else or yeah and you're just like what did she not realize that this was just a two-person conversation yeah, see, <laughs> two-person this is conversation a, yeah, this is
2: an a b conversation yeah. you out of it please alexa see, yeah, I she didn't
0: even do it one. when I was quiet I was afraid of her yeah
1: well I feel like we just have to be afraid of everything now 100 (laughs) percent although i have to say daniel and i were talking about this because we've been reading this book it's called season of the witch and what's funny is that um his brother sam had said hey can we all three read this book my my mom suggested it said it was really good and i was like cool yeah season of the witch like that's right up my alley it's probably scary and so i start it was probably scary i did not even read the back of the book so like i did had no idea what it was about It took me four chapters to realize it was nonfiction. (laughs) I was like, I go, I like went to the gym and Daniel's like, oh, what part are you? on?" I go, did you know this is nonfiction? And he goes, yeah. And I go, uh, I'm on the fourth chapter and just realized it. It was like, cause they were taught, they were talking. It's about San Francisco through like the forties and fifties and then through like the sixties and seventies. Well, anyway, there was so much crazy shit going on in san oh, francisco yeah and i, I was like it. and daniel was like he goes you know after reading this like h- like how crazy it was through that when people say it's things are so crazy nowadays it's like no it's been like that no like, the, that sh- the only the only, difference, crazy. the only difference
2: is we've been i mean this is a th- my theory although i feel pretty it gets pretty sound over decades mm-hmm. we've slowly been they've slowly been introducing crazy shit at like the tiniest amount to get people a little bit more accustomed to like what's a what's appropriate or like what's normal or what's not so a lot of and and now everything is you know back then like my brother my brother made a comment about it i what we were doing but he said like you know back when he was right up like my dad, it's like, they didn't have phones with cameras. Like you could, yeah, just, li- that, right. you could,
1: you could just live. I think it's you know? connectivity. Yes. <laughs> it's the connectivity of, you know, seeing everything on Instagram and being inundated with all these things. I mean, I, if, if it was back then, I mean, San Francisco would have been at the root of every
2: single thing. <laughs> There's definitely a lot of,
1: you know, stories from back in like the sixties and and all that, a lot of weird shit happened right near San Francisco. Like well, because it was kind of like- known as a haven for people that mm-hmm. maybe didn't fit into like a, well, it really started like with the hippie movement. It went from being like very religious and, and very conservative to all of a sudden like a haven for hippies, which at that time it was really great because most people were on like psychedelics and stuff you know? So like it was very peaceful and loving and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. But then I guess with like the Vietnam war and people coming back, a lot of vets ended up settling in San Francisco because people would just accept them. And then, but then the whole era of like heroin, Coke, speed, you know, all that kind of stuff just like ruined, ruined the city. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting, but yeah, I guess, uh, but I I don't like nonfiction. <laughs> like I I will get through a book so quick, like in a day. And this book I've had for probably three weeks. You're and it's like in- I gotta get into it again. <laughs> <I> no, <know>. oh I, <laughs> uh, I gotta finish it. So I'm like three quarters of the way through. But um but yeah, so things have been crazy for a while.
0: Yeah, I do think that it's you know the ability to share and uh and. Fuck, my brain's <laughs> Ah, uh, share and access. Yes. So easily. Yeah. You know, all at our fingertips. Yep. And, and, you know, and then part of that, like Brooke and I have talked about, or we've talked about before is like, you never know what's true. Well, right. that's
2: the thing is because well, it, all of, you know, if you look into like who started media, you know, like long, 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 long time ago, the people that were, that were put in place to create the school systems, entertainment, news. They're all, I mean, their, their specialty was like is propaganda. Mm -hmm. So it's definitely, I think. um, I mean, we've talked about like, you only know what, you know, right. It's like back when like my mom was growing up or you, or like you, we saw, we've talked about it a long time ago, me and Gina, but you've seen the movie, the news of the world. Mm -hmm. So like that. You haven't seen it, Devon? What? No. It's, uh, it's uh, Tom, so Hanks. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks, really and it's good. Like, he totally surprises you. Like his, he. It is a really good movie, but like what his job is is he travels from you know city to city, horseback, and shares the news. Like reads has, a paper. Like, reads the paper. And back then, like they wrote things. I like that style of. I, I think that's the way that you know journal, journalism should be. Where it's mm-hmm. like, it's it's the way he reads it is like just all these straight facts, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not, it's not a story. Some of them are a story, but it's like, there's it's no as puff just, pieces. as if
1: they're just telling you exactly what happened. Like, yeah, it's like if I, something happened to me and on I this told day, you, so-and-so shot so-and-so on this da-da-da, like there's no, right. there's like, like just, no opinion added to it. No. And, yeah. um,
2: so now, I mean, through, you know, time, just how you were able to hear about something you had to depend on somebody to share it with you. And then there there was a level of trust in there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, through the, you know, through generations, uh, somewhere along the way, we should have never trusted them.
1: Well, it's as, (laughs) as, as people grew to like, have power over Mm -hmm. those things. And I Mm -hmm. think that's, that's where. And turn it into something that they could control. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Because it it, it used to be that the, the, the news was for the people. mm -hmm. And now the news is whatever people in power want yeah. you to want create you to narratives,
2: believe. try right. to create, create, um, diversion. It's yeah. using it as a tool in the whole grand scheme of things, but... which is
1: smart. <laughs> no. Yeah. It's like, don't hate the player, it's... hate the game. And I fucking hate the game. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I no, mean, but it, I hate yeah, the players too. I do hate yeah. the players
2: too, because they, uh, you know, you want people who lead to be virtuous and, you know, honest and well, and I feel like even have if your, somebody have your, your, our best intention in, you know, in mind, but that's not what they have. I think that what they see us as, as, you know, potential collateral, you know, we're collateral in like a big plan, whoever that's been orchestrating something, you know, things for a long time, a lot of people, I like guess, like, or when you're at war, like you're going to do something, but there's so much collateral and there's no care for any of that because there's fucking billions of people. It's right. like, we can lose
1: a few. Yeah. I I think too, it's, um, I think there are people that do go into like politics or, or whatever, or people, them, some people that do have money that are virtuous. Oh, for sure. But I think what happens is they get in there and they realize the system so fucked up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, they're like one person amongst so many corrupt people it's like, how do, how do you, I don't know. I mean, how do you even like not how get pushed out? Routine. Yeah. 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 Because, so, you know, we're political analysts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we have so much knowledge. <laughs> you know what's wrong with the world, guys? <laughs> oh, my God. Well, hey, guys. Welcome to Between the Reps with Brooke, Gina, Devin. Uh, we're happy you guys are here with us. Come on a journey with us.
0: Come on a journey. Come on a journey. Oh, you
2: you wonder where we're going? Uh well we're going I'm, into this blind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: We'll <laughs> <laughs> just be in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, oh, crazy. We were gonna watch. We we're gonna sorry, continue. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no.
2: No. No. No,
1: you. No, you. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, no, I was watching this thing. Uh it was a documentary on Brooke Shields. Mm-hmm. And so interesting, but it's crazy how it shows her becoming, you know, this huge success as a child, you know, 13. I think I I I saw the preview for that. You should watch it. It's really interesting. And it was back in the day when, you know, if you were a celebrity like that, every single person knew you, like now there's celebrities and but you don't even know who all of them are, No, mm-hmm. you know, cause they're, they're, you know, they're everyone's somebody important, but yeah. um, back in the day, she was kind of like one of the first to become like this, like mega star. And it's interesting. Like her mom was her manager and her mom, um, put her in these movies where she's so sexualized, mm-hmm. like super sexualized. I mean, if you think about like, uh, did you guys ever see blue lagoon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, she's like 13 or 14 in that movie, you know, doing like full nudity, you know, sex scene. Um, she was in another one that I'd never seen. It was called it's called Pretty Baby, where she plays a um daughter of a hooker in a like a whorehouse. And Hmm. she's super sexualized in that. It's it's really um, it's it's pretty disturbing, actually. I mean, you would have, I mean, you definitely see like scenes of like, you know, first love and all of that with, with kids nowadays, like, I think of like euphoria mm-hmm. or something like that, but they're more, there's more rules to it. There's, they're more in charge, you know, of, of themselves of like, you know, what they decide that they want to do and not want to do and all of that. And it was just, I don't know. It was just really interesting to, to see that, um, you know, and somebody who's always been considered, you know beautiful and then you know she talks about how you know she just thought that that's what she was supposed to be is just pretty she's mm-hmm. like i was just born with this face like i it's not like i i mean now it's like pretty much anybody can like go and get something done <laughs> you know what i'm saying right yeah and it and look, look better and look a certain way to look better or whatever but yeah it was um i would definitely suggest watching it it's really interesting
0: does she talk does she talk at all about if that like affected her? It not absolutely the, affected her. Not just the value based on how she looked, but like the early introduction to being sexualized. Yeah. 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 I mean, she stayed, For, she, sure she didn't
1: become to. like promiscuous or anything, but she always, she learned, you know, it's almost like when somebody is, they talk about like when somebody is, you know, assaulted and they detach from their body. Mm-hmm. they get used to that like detachment or I don't know what they actually call it, but something like that. It's like in uh, a,
2: de- uh, it's a, it's a, it's a mental, it's like a detachment where you, you
1: check out. Right. Uh, disassociation. Yeah. Disassociation. Yeah. So they were talking about, um, she was saying how she learned that early on. Cause she had to like do a kissing scene when she, I mean, I, she has to be, I don't know, like 10 or 11 with like a grown man in this oh, pretty wow. baby movie. And and she was even saying um, in, there's another movie that she was in, Endless Love, that there's a sex scene and she did, had never even had an orgasm. She didn't know what that was. And the director was like um, pinching her toes to make her like look like she was in ecstasy. And, you know, so she was like, she was just learning to, to you know, disassociate from her body at like a very early age. pretty pretty sad yeah pretty crazy
2: i downloaded i mean i I saved this video that i found on tiktok Uh uh-huh and it's of uh, John Paul Rice, the producer, a producer of Hunger Games, like a bunch of different movies. And it's him. He recorded himself. Uh-huh. Going. <laughs> Should I play part of it? Yeah. Okay. It just kind of goes right in line with what you were talking about.
3: Mm-hmm. You can hear it, I right? Am. My friends know me. Made- an independent film producer. Yeah. Uh-huh. I've been in Hollywood for about 20 years. I started my film career and remember the Titans. Uh, worked at Senator International, later Mandate Pictures, other producers named Juno, Gerud, Kumar, Stranger Than Fiction, and uh, eventually the Hunger Games when they went back into Lionsgate. This is a bigger problem because most people know in that world and the world that I come from in Hollywood, that it is a hidden layer that everybody knows is there. When the Me Too movement started in 2017, I reached out to several of my female actress friends who were prominent in LA. You would know them by name. Many of them you would know by just their look because you go, oh, that was her in that movie or that movie. And I said, well, what about the children? What about the children? And they and the response was, we know, we know. But they were silent. And it destroyed me because it destroyed my illusion of what rights, human rights were, children's rights were. This is a child abuse system that we have been living in for a very long time, and it's been allowed to go on. And I will not be silent about this because it affects every single one of us. The people on television who smile at you, who tell you stories, who give you news, are the ones who hide all of this from us. They are not talking about the real issues. They are distracting you with division issues. This is a unification issue. When the Maxwell Files came out 48 hours ago, I went on MSNBC, I went on CNN.com, and I looked at every single one of their headlines, and there was no mention of it whatsoever. They were talking about John Lewis's funeral. They were talking about Obama versus Trump. All of the bullshit that you and I hear every single day. And it doesn't matter what side of the political equation you're on on this. This is a child issue. This is a human issue. This is not a political issue. It has nothing to do with left versus right, Democrat versus Republican, liberal versus conservative, or anything you are or you identify with as in between. We are faced with a crisis of consciousness among the leadership of our banking institutions, of our media corporations, of the Hollywood entertainment industry, of the music industry. This is not about a bunch of young women who were having sex with older men and make it about a bunch of perverts. They raped and tortured these girls against their own free will No matter whether they paid them or not, if you read the articles and you listen to what Ghislaine Maxwell said about the girls that she picked up in West Palm Beach's trailer parks, she was asked, what about the young girls? What are we going to do to them? What's going to happen to them? She said, they are trash. They are nothing. That's a direct quote from the New Yorker. When I went and looked at Edge.org, which you can find out was a multi-billionaire club of people, that was financed by Jeffrey Epstein. You can go to edge.org today, look up under people and go to G. You'll see Bill Gates on there as a contributing member of that organization. And you'd have to go back in the Wayback Machine and internet archives to look at all the other people. Jeffrey Epstein was right on there. Marina Abramovich is on there. Paul Allen was on there. All the heads of major industries were on there. And if you start reading some of the articles, one of which I have a direct link to that I will share with anybody who DMs me. There is a direct quote on there that said, indeed human beings are in our youngest years, use the most among the most useless creatures in all of the animal kingdom. This is how they view children through science. This is their expression. These are people who have no ground to tell you what to think What to do. So, when they get up there and they start espousing their views on social justice or whatever the hell it is, know that you're hearing a controlled and scripted dialogue that is going through a filter by people who are very powerful, who hold a lot of money, and they are controlling and conditioning all of these people through pedophilia. And there's another layer to it, but it's too unbelievable to believe that they would also sacrifice kids. And I'll give you one statistic that you can look up and verify for yourself. If you go to UNICEF and you look up child sex trafficking or human trafficking, you'll find a statistic globally worldwide, according to the United Nations, that 40 million people a year are trafficked around this world. 40 million, it's a $150 billion a year industry for which has very dark and ugly ties. And it goes all the way up into Wall Street and beyond. But I will say this, 5.5 million children every year are trafficked around the world, 5.5 million, most of whom don't live past age seven or eight, which means they have to replenish that supply chain. We harvest they harvest organs of children on a black market. In China right now, there are concentration camps for young Muslims to the tune of one million people. Nobody's talking about this as modern day slavery. They are beating these people, they are reindoctrinating them, and they are raping their wives to start a new bloodline. That's happening right now in China. You can find that on the Washington Post or the New York Times. Nobody else is saying anything about it in our politics in our mainstream news. Nobody's talking about it. It is slavery of human beings is going on today and it must stop. And it is a child abuse issue. All of these kids that were preyed upon, many of them came from bad homes. That's not their fault. But these predators They come after our children because they can offer them things. They can offer them alcohol. They can offer them money. They can offer them drugs to lure them in. And suddenly, as you will find out if you read the Maxwell testimony, you'll find that what they were doing is they were saying, they asked G.L.A. Maxwell, well, did you ever talk to her about money that she could earn about giving a hand job? or sexual favors to Epstein. And she went through this long explanation. Well, we discussed career advice and I advised her and possibly, you know, told her that where she could advance her career. That's as far as she would go. And then her lawyer cut her off. These people don't give a shit about anybody and they get up there and they smile in front of you and they are infiltrated throughout all of our institutions, including government. They own the politicians, right and left. What we are going to find out very soon is that there aren't Democrats and Republicans in the United States government. There's a unified cabal of controlled people who serve these powers and they keep the theater going for you and I to run back and forth and vote every four years. I have watched horror story after horror story and I promise you this is true. Go on YouTube and find Anake Lucas who was a child sex slave at 6 years old for the elite and she will describe to you she also gave a TED talk on this but this was in 2016 she talked about the block of wood that she saw with the stains of blood of children on the predators are not just raping and having sex and torturing and beating these kids they're murdering them for pleasure this is not a pedophile these are psychopaths and they have no remorse whatsoever in what they're doing
2: i didn't record the whole thing i was trying to screen record it just so i could every time i come it's like on there every time you come across something that has too much truth it's taken down almost immediately so sometimes if i see something whether it's like for health usually i'm saving videos that are like uh you know, all the different things for like cancer prevention, things that I'm like, I need to know this for, you know, maybe for myself or someone mm-hmm. I know, or, you know, things like that. But
0: Who I just was that want, again? what was his name? His name Just for listeners that want to maybe. Yeah. You
2: know? um, let me grab it really quick again. He's the, one of the producers of. Da-da-da. Oh yeah. Uh, John, open it up. Uh, John Paul Rice. Now there's some real it, sick fuckers out there. Dude, it's it's insane. But like the thing is, is like <clears throat> how he's, you know, he's just mentioning, and I I mean I obviously <laughs> believe this too. Um he's trying to share this, you know, information, but I feel like because of this is a you know, there's a thought. I haven't worked through it. So if, you know, if you guys are like, that sounds stupid, Brooke, well, it might be stupid, but I'm going to get it out anyways. (laughs) (laughs) How about Uh, it? It's almost like we're all conditioned because of like him saying, you know, I mean, our, we know this, all the, the goal for controlling people is, is well, fear Mm -hmm. using fear. And then obviously control the food, control the people, right? Like control food, water, like how we survive. And then obviously fear, because when you're very fearful, it's like, you're, you're watching out for like, well, what do I do? Well, like, tell me what to do. So we're kind of stuck in a, a, our reality of when you hear something like him, you know, producer in Hollywood coming out and, you know, sharing this information because it's weighing so heavy on him. He felt he needs to, he has to, just think about the number of people that would hear that and be like, yeah, that's fake. Mm. I think I th- I really think so. Or or would be mm. able to find ways to rationalize what he's saying or to like see it from a view that I don't think is j- is necessarily how we would naturally see it. But I almost like it might be a, a reaction or like a an effect. Basically, we're affected by all of the bullshit and the back and the forth and the pull and, the, and this is happening and this is happening and this is happening so when you're constantly have all this stuff you're now you're desensitized and also yeah. it becomes harder i would assume you know to like we yeah. talked about it it's like what do you believe but mm-hmm. i still i stand by i stand by this is like anything to do with children mm-hmm. there's a fucking line in the sand mm-hmm. there is no you can't blur it and i had a conversation uh, with a friend who I don't see all the time, but on Instagram, who I had posted, I had reposted OUR's thing that they had talked about, kind of about like, cause you know, I can't remember his name, Tim Ballard or something like that, who runs uh, OUR. Yeah. He's, like, he's been like, he's basically Ballard. been hunting down, you know, kind pedo- of like child pedophiles and sex trafficking people for 18 years. And he just makes a point that like, like this, this has nothing to do with left or right or whatever it's it's this should this should be a unified thing
1: Mm -hmm.
2: anything no for sure
1: no it it definitely should um i think the problem is that there are groups that politicize it Mm -hmm. but that's that's like always
2: been everything becomes politicized because i think i think when 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 someone now yeah and when it becomes politicized because if it's an issue that anyone can get can gain something from Mm -hmm. right like no like all press is good press even bad is good it's like they can benefit from it in some way then people will they'll use it right or they'll lean into it more or they'll yeah. which is like it's annoying obviously we can't make it stop but it's like then for the people that are the people trying to navigate <laughs> you're like you're making this
1: very fucking difficult yeah Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's definitely something that's, that's been going on for a very long time. You know, using young children in a way that's not appropriate or, you know, whatever for our entertainment. Um, you know, I mean, they used to work kids to, to death, like, you know, 16 hour days and, you know, people still do. Well, they, they do, but I'm just saying that now there's certain laws. I mean, there's always like, there's always some kind of progress. I'm not, this has nothing to do with like trafficking or anything else. I'm just saying, so there are those things that are put in place, but the problem is, is I think that there's this idea that young girls, I, I'm just speaking of girls that are sexualized like that. It's like, they, they want to be doing that, mm-hmm. you know, and that, and that's the scary part is that, you know, and I, I would venture to say most, you know, men like, you know, execs. In the movie industry, I mean, if you think about it, it's mostly run by men. I mean, I just watched a whole like the thing I was telling you about before about you know how many women screenwriters and directors there are is so few compared to men, and it's like even in that in that sex scene of him like you know grunting her toes to like get her to look like she's in ecstasy, it's like that's not ecstasy, (laughs) that's pain, that's pain. Yeah, you know, so it's like it's like just even like that that viewpoint of being, you know, an older man and saying like, this is, this is what this is, you know, this is what that looks like for women Mm -hmm. is like, well, no, that's not what it looks like for women. That's what you think it looks like. I don't know. I just think it's like, yeah, it's, it's a whole huge, it's just a whole huge problem. And how do you fix it? Brooke. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, no one's gonna like my answer. <clears throat> that's okay. People need to die. <laughs>
3: yeah. like the right
2: people. Th- the right people need to die. Drain the swamp, right? Well that's what they you know. We're inciting
1: like murder. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, but it's just We're
1: truth. not telling you to go it's murder just, anybody.
2: It's just truth. It's not like this <laughs> you know, um, I say the right people because the people that do need to go are the people that are untouchable and right instead of them going because they've with all the bullshit, there's so many reasons why they shouldn't be able to do what they want right mm-hmm. uh instead other people are used as pawns and end up dying because right. it's for the bigger picture yeah. You know what I mean? they are taking like, the fall. Mm-hmm. I just read this article that's about how they just arrested some guy in Ukraine. I think there's a little small like write-up right here. I can read it uh jack tech Sierra, t-e-x-e-i-r-a says the ukraine whistleblower so this just happened ex- uh, exposed biden illegally because i was watching a video and they were describing it it was like a news channel and i can't remember the name but i'm pretty sure it's through like a gaming website so he could they they hatched <coughs> hacked, um the pentagon <laughs> Oh, hey, the player hate the game. Yeah. And um,
0: he's actually he, a National Guard. He's like a National Guard uh, airman or something along those lines. He's in the U.S., but he blew yeah. wh- the whistle on the. Yeah. Ukraine. So it says
2: the Ukraine whistleblower exposed uh, Biden illegally yeah. putting U.S. troops in Ukraine. So he exposed the fact that they put U.S. troops in Ukraine without congressional authorization per the War Powers Resolution of 1973, an impeachable offense. Says mm-hmm. his patriotism, because now he's in jail. And it, this is from DC Journal. He said, the, pa- his patriotism may end up stopping World War III. He doesn't deserve jail time. He deserves an award. But that's what happened, is he exposed um, pay, like, emails and a pay, basically paper trail about, and I know Hillary Clinton's involved, but exposed paper trail of putting U.S. troops in Ukraine and the plan for war. Like, yeah. all, and I so mean, now- an it's an age old like,
1: story. Oh, 100%. I think and it's like. Bush did the same thing. Yeah. Ugh, you
2: know, but like. Um,
1: yeah, I little, mean, they're just and that's the thing is, that, like you said, they get up there. They think they're untouchable. They can do whatever they want. Well, it's because they are because
2: <laughs> I feel like at, I feel like at this point, they're more untouchable because of if there's if they have, you know, the right people, their right people in the right places. And like we talked about, like in politics, like you get a good politician that has an opportunity to run and has, you know, good values. And well, unless I feel like unless that person can be bought, they'll never do well in politics because they'll never get to do what right. they're really trying to do because there's so, it's like, it's a whole web of mm-hmm. things to navigate, which I know nothing about, but man, what a hard Take a real I, tough person.
0: <laughs> you guys watched um there's a, there's a three-part series called Who is Hunter Biden? Uh-uh. I haven't seen it. No, but I want to watch it. It's very interesting. And um, you know, my political beliefs and everything else aside, that like he is he is fully full on criminal.
2: 100 percent.
0: Yeah. And Dude. uh uh <laughs> they, all, they dad. all are bad they he he has i mean the biden family has so much financial interest in china and ukraine it's crazy yeah a hunters on uh energy uh company boards and it's just it's and well i mean ukraine look at like, like all of the, pol-
1: the pol- politicians that are um are on or no. bo- part of like all of the pharmaceutical companies. It's the, oh, same, I know. It's the same bullshit. It's like, I that's know. a, that's a conflict of interest. They should not be allowed I to know. be on these things. I know
0: and that,
2: that's why I'm saying people need that's- to die
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because, because,
2: die. because what I'm so sick of is this, like we're even doing it right now and we're not, in, we're not in a position to even make change. Right. All we can do is have a conversation and yeah, try to be aware, right. Like, you know, pay attention to the plate, like try to pay attention to the things that they're trying to keep everyone from paying attention to, which is, can be difficult. But, um, it's the fact that like, I mean, (laughs) there's, there's thing after thing, after thing, after thing that comes out that is impeachable, that is against the constitution and nothing happens. Yeah, Some big event happens. It diverts everyone's attention to it. And then they just do, then they're like, Oh man, we want they weren't supposed to find out about that. How do we spin it? <laughs> and it's like, it's like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, all these things that have come out, we know you, you know, so many reasons that completely prove the fact that you're not in it for any of us. You're in it for yourself and for a big plan that you have. And it has nothing to do with the safety or prosperity of the people, but nothing's happening nothing's happening. They're not being removed from their position. They're not being like, there's nothing happening. And that's what Bob is like, so bothersome because it's like, well, there's nothing more that we can, that like, there's nothing we can do Yeah. besides, besides keep the conversation going and don't let it fizzle off and die off. And I think that it's really easy. You know, I feel like what we need to do as the people in this time right now, because it is true that what goes around comes around. I mean, we do, like, like, you, like you guys were talking about the book, you know, and uh, Daniel kind of talking about how fucking wild it was back in those, in like the you know, 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s in San Francisco. Like we think it's wild now, like it was wild back then. I think that way of thinking is what we have to get rid of because that keeps allowing us to like be okay with how things are because there, there's always been
1: Oh, I don't think, yeah. I don't think either one of us were saying. Oh, I'm not saying you, but I'm saying like, but that type of even just
2: how we can respond to something by recognizing it, but then just like moving on from it. And this is just for people that are listening, like in conversation or like like that in a way, I know there's not a lot of, there's not a lot that we can do in the day-to-day, but what we definitely need to not do is move on from something that really is so important so quickly, because the only thing that we have as the people to help create change is the conversation. If they can shut that down, then, then we really can't do anything. You know, Mm -hmm. the whole, I haven't read it, obviously, but like the, um, the, uh, the reject act, what's it called? The reject act. People think it's the TikTok TikTok (laughs) TikTok ban, but it's not. So I've listened to someone who actually read through the whole thing and kind of breaks it down in a shorter whatever. And they say, like, the the company that owns TikTok, it's not even included in the ban. It's it's made to look like it's a TikTok ban, but what they're actually have, what actually is written into it is terrifying and people aren't realizing it. And I even, like... um,
1: well, it's like anytime like you people, vote, it's like, it's like, even like, <laughs> you, like get this list, this whole explanation and you're like, Oh, I think I get it. And then you read like a rebuttal for it. And you're like, Oh wait, what? Like what? It's
0: yeah. so convoluted. It's mm-hmm. all in lawyer and politics speak and it's yeah, called right. restrict act, the restrict act. Yeah.
2: But for instance, um, the, like on TikTok, which I've always, I always thought, you know, I think all social media is bullshit, but I also think there's good power in it too. We've had that conversation, Mm -hmm. you know, where there's good, there's bad. It's like power for good. And it's also going to be power for evil. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's so much information, so many intelligent people in the world, right. Different careers and went to college and you love investigating or you're very, very intelligent people that aren't the people that people think should be speaking on a platform, which ends up being like a celebrity, which is something that I really don't like. Like, I don't like that they've put through, like through media, and it really is just like, well, I mean, people can be bought, obviously. Um, but when you're a celebrity and you're an actor, you share, they, you know, everyone has their opinion, which that's what we're doing right now. We're just having a conversation. But when someone has no background, In like let's say in science okay Mm -hmm. we'll take we'll say like let's say like uh um the theory of like the is the the earth round or is it flat right what's crazy if like with influence the power of influence is you take like uh kim kardashian i mean i know that she's like gone to law school now but Let's forget about that. A lot of people have gone to law school. Yes. <laughs> I just mean like. Yeah, I know, I know. I know. The, number, the, the number of people that if she says something, right, will just take that. And like, it could just be her opinion, right? Mm-hmm. But we'll take that as like, truth. oh man, truth. Right. Mm-hmm. Just that where people can be used as pawns to spread message is like it's crazy. Like, yeah. you don't, like where do you, you, why, why are you believing? Why are you believing her mm-hmm, or believing right. them or believing him or believing all these things when they act like what they do for a living? Not Kim Kardashian. I mean, she is a terrible actress, but they act like they are believable. Mm-hmm. That is what they do. That is what they have fine-tuned. That they is, pretend they, for a they, living. They pretend for a living. And I'm not yeah. saying that's a bad thing, but I am saying sure. As long as it's for entertainment, not information. Like what's so annoying is like, as the people or like observers or watchers or whatever, easily convinced. (laughs) Well, I think a lot of that, you should start paying attention to like, okay, I hear what you're saying now. um, What are the things like, where do you, what supports that? Like, what do you know, or what have you studied or what have you done? that I can lean into that to then give me some more information on like how to decide, like, you know, if I, you know, if some of the things you're saying are valid or are true, but a lot, I think a lot of us, because of our day and age and like instant gratification we talked about with like kids, right. You get, they want something now, they get it on it. We're on our phone. We want to look at something. We want to be stimulated all the time. Uh, It could be out of easily convinced, people believe something like that, or it could be out of, uh, late, um, impatient and lazy. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I watch your stuff all the time. You're so honest and believable. And now you're saying this, like, yeah, you're hundred percent right, but I'm not going to go and look for myself because that takes time and it's boring and, you know, confusing. And I think that, you know, if more people just, we did take the time to, instead of either immediately judging what someone's saying and, and, discrediting them or immediately taking what they're saying and thinking like, oh, that's hundred percent true. <laughs> Done. Moving on to the next issue. Yeah. We say, okay. And then we go, well, some of those things are kind of interesting, you know, I'll consider step- it, consider the possibility. And then like okay. do some digging, you know, we live in a time where there's so much fucking weird shit all the time, everywhere. And lots of fear and lots of things you have to worry about and consider and think about. <clears throat> and that is true. So immediately getting super defensive, no matter what it is, like the issue is or whatever, practice trying to consider the possibility. And we've, we've talked about this, Gina, like if, if you just were willing to consider the possibility that whoever you're talking to about something has like, could be right, or has like, there's truth in what their their opinion is or whatever, if you're able to consider that, you don't have to agree because no. nobody should immediately just agree because no. everything's constantly evolving and changing. And that's why the we've had the conversation of the importance of continuing to learn, continuing to ask questions. So in a, in a situation where you're being told almost like not to ask questions, it just sucks. It's like, what do, it, it makes all of us feel like, what do I, what do I do with my hands all the time? Like do I, <laughs> right. Or like how you approach a cat, like you pet it a little and then you're like, Wait, is this still good or like you me yeah yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well i think it's a there's a movement of our culture and i've talked about this before of like young people i mean we are so obsessed with looks and the outer appearance like it's go- it's gone so far and with social media and everything so you have this whole group of young people who really want to look like this one person which is so shallow <laughs> You see the picture. It's so ridiculously shallow. Like, I want to be this girl. And so then they hang on, you know, they're like a super fan. And then they think that, you know, and what they're not realizing is, yeah, most people, you know, I mean, I'm not saying like universally, but there are going to be a gazillion really pretty, young, fit people, you know, and then they have this voice. And we're just all assuming, I mean, not us, but there's these young people just assuming that. That they know what they're talking about, and they yeah, and we've they, talked about it with like fitness programs. Yeah, they have you no know? idea it's like, what they're talking just about. Just because you yeah. you're in shape and you're pretty
2: and you look fit, right? It doesn't mean you are qualified or right. have
1: anywhere. But like, you could be like somebody like an actual 15. fitness expert that's maybe not you know that perfect body type that's maybe not seen um, from outsiders as what we perceive as beautiful, and no one's going to listen to them. Yep. Yep you know, and they could have all the credentials in the world. And that's just, that's the other, the problem is, and that's, you know, I mean, we get deeper and deeper into that bullshit, but it's like, that's why it's so hard to see like girls who are like, well, I'm taking ownership of my body. And that's why I'm putting those bathing suit picks out. And I'm taking ownership and, you know, and it's hard because it's like, well, then if you say that, it's like, I'm not saying that you should be ashamed of your body. No, it is. Tough. But why is it? Why is why is that becoming the focus of mm-hmm. everything you do? Mm-hmm. Is my outward appearance, my outward appearance? Mm-hmm. You know, and and then I I've said this before. I worry about people that put so much on that because that's going to go no matter what at some point. And then it's going. It goes every then, day. It Goes every well, day a know, And bit. that's and that's all perception, right? Like, but that, but. And even me saying that maybe isn't fair because it's as, as if I'm falling into that idea that like, you know, once you have wrinkles or once you have cellulite, you're not as attractive. I don't I think, necessarily believe I think that. It, I think it's more but, that it's,
2: it's not so much, it's not that it's, it's your, it's you people have more worth than what they look like. Right. Yes.
1: And we want society's um, want, not telling
2: and we, us that. 100%. And, yeah. and I would feel pretty confident about saying this too, is like, I mean, I don't have kids, but I, I have lots of nieces and nephews that are all, of all ages. And I was around when Ruby was, you know, 12 and on. And... You know, we've had conversations about like what it's like now versus what it was like for my siblings, what it was like for you, what it was like for Devin, what it was like for like my parents. Even the and difference think- between
1: my older kids and exactly Ruby, like the ten years that that was like my right my there. brother to me. Yeah, right. <clears throat> but like, even
2: it's because I would say I'm gonna say because, but you guys, I don't I don't know, but I feel like it makes a lot of sense because of social media. It's like these younger generations, like you can completely restructure you know our country the what it's like by that's why it's teaching the kids cuz they grow up yeah. right and you have these kids that like they it's like you i would i'm going to say young girls just because you know we're talking about girls but if we're talking about like social media and what it has done on like a mental level it's girls that they want to look a certain way that gives them an endorphin. Like, you know the pictures and the comments and the likes. It gives them such an endorphin rush. It makes them feel valuable. Um, what sucks though is that they're going to learn at some point that to put so much value on that, and then to let's say one day you post something and you don't get. Like as many likes on it let's say you're young uh, you know young person young girl and that fucks with you yeah damaging and and it is very damaging and it's stressful and it's like in a way it's it's creating more turmoil that doesn't need to be there well you we've know? talked
1: about this before like even like likes right Mm-hmm. These kids think that getting likes means people like them. Mm-hmm. People don't like them because they don't know them. People like what they look like. Yep. Or like if they're being funny. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I mean I'm the- they're liking. They're do- they're mm-hmm. not liking you as a person. They're not that's gonna-
2: why <laughs> you have people that like they idolize you, right? I mean, I experienced this and I've and I've talked about it before, I think a long time ago, but you have these people that they start following you. this kind of happened i mean i recognized this early on when i was really having to i was getting a lot of new follows right every day and they come to you for something that they love but then it's almost as if the long like people all you are is an object and through social media all i am is an object i'm being you know it's like that's all you are because you're on my computer screen you're an object and if someone watches a movie Well, we decide if we like it or we don't. "Ah, I don't really like it. I don't really like that character. Ah, they should have done this. It's like, that's what we do to each other. That's what people are doing to you on Instagram. That is what people are doing to you on on all of these platforms because you're so removed from their reality Mm -hmm. that they want you to fit their reality. Mm -hmm. Right. And then they comment appropriately. Mm -hmm. But what's tough is like, you can know that and like be aware of it but when you get those comments or lack thereof or like the mean shit it doesn't matter how much you know the reality like the truth of like they don't know me it still will bother you subconsciously mm-hmm. and it will to if you get to a point where you have I'm going to say like trauma, but that's not honestly, that's a a pretty extreme word for something to do with comments on Instagram. Right. (laughs) (laughs) If you get to a point where you, and I, I've, I've been through this myself. So that's something that also makes me really worry and think about like my younger, like my Mm -hmm. nieces and nephews. And
1: (laughs) who are being exposed to it at such a young, formidable age. There's a very good chance that at some
2: point they're going to get to a point where. They don't, there's so much anxiety, I would say, um, that you can't even really pinpoint what's causing it. And a lot of it comes down to uh, like self esteem mm-hmm. and perception. And it's not because it's what you think, but you have allowed so many people to put thoughts and ideas in your head that it's very hard to not see yourself through their eyes, even though they don't know you, right? Right. They're just trying to, they're trying to mold you into what they want that character to be in their life of entertainment. And the thing is, is that
1: some, at some point that will all go away. Mm -hmm. Can you imagine a bunch of people like my age, like when they're like in their fifties still, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. like there's, there's going to be a point where they are no longer somebody that somebody wants to look at. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they're less valuable or that they're just going to get ugly. I'm just saying like, as far as like perception, you know, like, I mean, if I'm out there posting bathing suit pics And and you do it a lot. Oh, I do it all the time. (laughs) And 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 again, I you know I don't want I don't want our listeners to think like you know oh I think you're a piece of shit if you're in your bathing suit. I'm just saying like hey
2: you guys I just posted I just posted a picture of me (laughs) in my bathing suit by the pool yesterday. (laughs)
1: Yeah no I mean so that's the thing is like I'm I'm not saying those things are bad but it's but but it's like why are you doing it? What are what are you what are you needing to receive for it? Because if that is so important to you that it's I guess it's the level of importance it is. And I think especially, I think somebody like you, Brooke, I mean, this kind of like this phenomenon kind of happened when you were like in your twenties, like you were, mm-hmm. you know, older and kind of like had already formed. Your- but
2: I, but I had, well, you know, I had sure. certain things that I needed to work for through, sure. but, And, and I, and, and that came and still from are. I mean, what did, sure. I mean, what did I have? My space,
1: but like, I didn't right. grow up with a cell phone, you right. know? I'm just, seeing like these I, kids that are getting them in like fourth, fifth grade and seeing all of this stuff. Well, and they see their parents on it, you mm-hmm. know, see their parents on it. And, you know, you know, dad's looking at, at this girl and this girl and this girl, or, you know, whatever, whatever it is. And that just made
2: sorry. That just made me think of like my dad. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and it's just funny because when he's on, a, he's never, he doesn't do Instagram, but he's got Facebook. Yeah. But so he'll sometimes when you see what he's looking at, it's like uh, farm equipment.
1: Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Or like rocks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, I just remember Ruby saying one time, um, it was when Nico and I had first split up and I guess Nico didn't realize that his phone could go to the TV. Like it was linked Yeah, and he had been on Instagram and Ruby, (laughs) Ruby of course saw it And you know, she's like the little like, oh, I'm gonna go look at somebody and And, yeah, all she said was, Oh mom, dad's being a fuck boy. (laughs) I was like, oh no. (laughs) Oh no. I told you guys like you gotta be careful around her. Like you can't, you know, and it wasn't like she was like seven saying she was like 15 or 16 or something. She was like, Oh man. But yeah, it's so it's like it's this whole culture of, you know. Well, like looking at something for gratification and and, looking at something as an object mm -hmm. and liking it. And then, so I'm just saying these young girls, they're going to put so much stake in, you know, their looks and all of that. And then, and then what happens? I mean, I have a whole other half of my life going on. If I felt like, you know, I'm not worth anything because I'm not, you know, this picture perfect idea of what everybody loves on Instagram, I'd be feeling really okay. fucking shitty right and now. For,
2: for instance, on my computer's going to die. And so if, okay. it, if yeah, it does well, die, y'all can sign off. Okay. But this is just a perfect example of that. And like something that is heartbreaking. Uh, I was taking my nephews to, I was taking them home. I took one of my nephews, I took to baseball practice. I how old is Trevin 11. And then his older brother, I was taking him, I was picking up, we were picking up trip from pra- practice and I was driving him home because my uh, sister, she had some dental work. And so she was in bed. Like I had to move the kids. Anyways, as we were driving, we were almost to their house. And <clears throat> Colton says he was mad. I said, okay, as soon as we get home, y'all are going to go in, you're going to get ready for bed. You're, you're basically like just go and do what you're supposed to do because mom's in bed and doesn't feel good. And he says, okay. He says, we will. He goes, but I'm not going to talk to Trevin. And I said, why? And they're brothers and they fight. Okay. And I said, why, what did he do? And he said, Trevin told his baseball coach, his coach that Colton liked his daughter. Okay. He was like 13. And I said, well, I'm like, and you will know, so there fighting like, no, I, no, I didn't. And, and then Colton said, cause he ran into the practice to get him, to pick him up. And he said, all the, all the guys were just staring, looking at me and yada, yada, yada. And I was telling, him, I was like, I was like, Colin. I'm like, you shouldn't even care. I'm like, I, is this the same girl that I asked you if she was a brat? And you said, no, you said, she's really nice. And she's a good girl. She was good. And you know, I see. Like, yeah. And I was like, I said, I'm like, you should just be walking in there proud that you like her. I was like, you're a hand, you're a handsome boy. And it don't matter. It doesn't matter if they know that you like her. If she's cute and she's nice, it makes sense. And, you you know, whatever and he said, he said, no, I'm not. And I said, no, you're not. I said, no, you're not what? And he said, I said, no, you're not handsome. And he said, no. And I said, who said that? I said, someone else. I was like, what? Did your friends tell you that? And he said, no. He said, myself. And I was like, Colton, you are very yeah. handsome. Like this boy. And I, you, you guys, there's just so many inter- intricacies and nuances of people's life. Like we really don't, unless you, we forget that people that you don't know that well, that you might see, or even like kids at school, right. we kind of forget that as complex as our, in our lives are complex. And then you, as you grow and you age and more shit comes in and it's like constant in your own little, your own world, you have a lot to worry about. Everybody does you know, everybody has all the bullshit and it's, it could be different. could be similar to what you're dealing with. Like Colton's, you know, um, has had been done with a lot of childhood trauma due to his dad and him and my, they've gone through a divorce and he's in jail and he's, you know, lots of different, really awful things. And so that's obviously different than what you, he could be reading or people could be saying to him online or like what he's dealing with at school. But just like some of that stuff, like at a young age, if you have some traumatic experience, which someone telling you that you're ugly or like that, it basically you create an issue that is subconscious that then later in life, you may get to a point where you're in Your therapy for childhood trauma, trying to get to the bottom of something that has now, you know, caused so many issues for you and you, and you don't know what it is. And like, you know, he's going to, he's dealing with stuff that, you know, he might, both of them are in counseling, but something very different than just mean people at school. Right. It's like family and a lot of really tough things that when you're young, it's like, you learn how to comprehend things. Like we, children are so moldable they learn how to act they learn how to speak they learn how to like perceive something as pretty or perceive something as ugly they learn all of this everything is learned from adults mm-hmm. from people from media and it's like that is that is the problem like that's a huge problem and it is something we can't get away from but social media is making it go is and is going to make it even harder for those kids that have grown, grown up in social media, like from a really young age, because there's no concept of real Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because all of that is real. And that is so disheartening because trying to help them understand the truth will be very difficult. If like almost not possible, unless they go through something that punch and you kick you know basically punch them in the face, slap them in the face, being like, no, this is real. <laughs> this is not, this is. And that's it's just adding one more struggle that is right. it's I think I- scary or sad or like I, I feel sad about it because I know personally how I've gone through different things as you know, learning, understanding, and I've, you know, it's a constant I have to constantly remind myself when there's something that triggers, um, you know, a natural response that was kind of developed from, you know, bullying when I was little. Uh, and that's, kind of brings it all back to like, who's going to fix it?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I, I would, I would say the only sort of, I mean, this is definitely not that needs to, I mean, it needs like a whole revamping obviously, but um, one thing that I do think is better now, and I don't know if a lot of parents, I think a lot of parents now are finding out about these apps that they have, which they didn't have when Ruby was younger. Mm-hmm. Now they're coming up with apps that create that um, limit screen time, what they can mm-hmm. look at and all this kind of stuff, which I had, I didn't know that they had come up with all these things. So mm-hmm. like my sister does that for Echo. Yeah, you know, we, do we do that. a certain amount too. of screen time. You'll, you, you can only be on you know, you can block certain apps. You can, and now it doesn't mean that they can't go and log in somewhere else or do that. So it's not going to mean that they're not going to have any exposure to it. I mean, they're going to have exposure to it from friends and stuff like that, but at least you can limit because with their phone on them all the time, you know, any alone time that Echo has, you know, he could just be on his phone or on his screen, or you know. So at least there are those now. Well, and I guess because it like also, the only thing I'm thinking like for my granddaughter growing up, like what that's going to look like. Well, and I think, like, oh I my think, god,
2: oh dude, I think it also is important to remember and um, or think about is lead by example. So mm-hmm. if your child is growing up in a home where mom is always on her phone and playing games and on the or watching tv and never goes outside that's what the child learns to enjoy Mm -hmm. (laughs) like everybody has their own slight different interests or things that you learn but when you are a child growing up you're learning everything Mm -hmm. is new yeah so yeah, I guess like that's, that's one thing people, parents think about is like, make it something that we're all doing. Like if you want to control screen time for your kids, then maybe you turn it into like, we're controlling screen time for everybody because we believe that like you need to be outside. You need to be have an imagination. You need to go and play and be active and physical and healthy and like create, you know, and if you're doing it together or trying to like implement things that, you know, make it all like, you know, all encompassing, like the whole household, or whatever it is, can make it maybe could make it fun for them, I suppose. If yeah. you know, you're doing it as like a, a family,
1: <clears throat> I mean, I don't
2: know. I've definitely decreased the amount of t- amount that I'm on social media. <laughs> yeah, me I think, I think it's not because I think it's just because, uh, uh, after doing it for so long, I mean, I I stopped doing it a long time, a, a lot, a long time ago. Now I do it because I I need to. Like I'm trying to be more active, but it's definitely more of like that's my intention behind it. Not whereas you know you sometimes we get on social media and you start looking up something. Well, sometimes it's really valuable. It's like, you know, if I I'm, I'm looking up for like some nail inspiration. I go to IG right. and type in nail inspiration. Fucking right. nails. my nail to this color. Yeah. You know, but um, I don't know. I think that's just where my thought stops. Sorry, guys. <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like powered out. I mean <laughs> we kind of covered a battery just. Les- Leslie, out. come wind her up. <laughs> come wind her up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we should wrap this up anyway i gotta get going I gotta go work i love so. you all right well hey guys thank you so much for listening or oh, we are we wrapping up or am i leaving yeah no, i I'm just recording. no i'm leaving you're okay. just also going to respond to i love you i was like no wow. i know i love you too you really just, <laughs> just really just stepped over that one
2: <laughs> didn't take the bait <laughs> thought she would
1: I was like, oh, okay, we'll wrap it up and then I'll tell you I love you. I don't know. <laughs> I love you too. Um, okay. But yeah, uh, thanks so much for listening, guys. Don't forget to rate, rate or subscribe. I beat you. You <laughs> did. Five-star rating, five-star warning. We'll talk to you guys next week. Love you guys.
0: Love you guys. Bye.